All right, everybody, welcome back. Broken Table Sports presents BetBT College Football Edition. Week eight, Paul. Are we in week eight? Just week eight. My God, week eight. We're officially uh, hitting that halfway point in the season, and uh, games are getting good, and the bets are even better. So, Paul, my friend, how are we doing tonight? Pretty well, not gonna lie. Uh, I haven't had a lack of work lately, so it's good to finally relax, get to look at the slate a little bit, and uh, break it down with you. Yeah, man. I'm uh, pretty excited this week. Last week was um, was interesting to say the least. Very glad. Uh, very glad that the the double down at Oklahoma State worked out in my favor, even though they did did everything they could could to blow it. We had a double down on Rice as a dog, and uh, another an, another great fate of the of Notre Dame losing outright as a double digit home favorite. So that was just beautiful. Okay. But other than that, man, yeah, we're doing good. Uh, uh, Temperatures are dropping here. I tell you what. Uh, I think good news is yeah, next. Uh, good news is next year at this point point in time. I don't think you and I will be working. I think we'll be uh, kicking up on the on the beach somewhere while we're doing these shows. That's uh, the dream. One step closer every day. That's what I'm saying. And then uh, we got some college basketball coming up soon. We just had the uh, we just dropped. Well, I just dropped the Let's Do It Over podcast. So if we haven't got a chance to live and listen to that yet. Go ahead and. Uh, Give that a tune in. Um, yeah, Paul, I don't know if you caught the Let's Do It over yet, man. I, I re-listened to myself. I sound very depressed. You know what? It's a, it's kind of, it's not, I shouldn't say that. It's easy to sound depressed when I'm talking about some Bears, Packers, Blackhawks stuff right now. So I'm trying to find the lively spirit when I'm doing that, that show. I think my spirit picked up a lot more when I talked about my uh, top five fall activities, but... I found myself uh, really struggling to put a smile on my face when I was talking about, you know, the sports. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I did. I tuned into it just shortly after you posted it. And, uh, yeah, you, you sound like you're, you're an NFC North fan, man. Like, coming <laughs> down to earth and finding the median. It really is a struggle. And it's hard to watch. I mean, it's hard to watch the Packers right now, man. God, we can't move the ball. And this is like what you guys put up year in and year out. Oh, that's why I just don't turn the TV on on Sundays. It's only Saturdays for me. Yeah, you know what? That's that's fair. Uh, actually, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I actually, I didn't even, I was working during that Packers game. By the time I got off, I didn't even bother turning it on. I listened to a little bit of the radio on the way home. But at that point in time, I was just so pissed. I just had no reason to turn it on. But Saturday, I mean, yeah, I'm not really rooting for any team in particular. I'm just rooting for certain teams to cover, so I'm just flipping back and forth between eight different games at a time. Hell yeah, man. All right, buddy. So let's uh, let's go ahead and kick off this week's eight, or week eight slates here. We had a game tonight. We had Georgia State, App State. Um we had a little, little bit of an ugly push there from, from my man, Paul. 
But uh, we got a couple games tomorrow, Paul. We're looking at uh, Virginia at Georgia Tech, and we got South Alabama uh, hosting Troy. Both these are low spreads, both home home favorites. So Georgia Tech and South Alabama are both favored by three to win the game. So for you, Paul, the man, the myth, the legend, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for me? Yeah, so um, I'm uh, taking a little bit of action on both of these games. We'll get started just by going uh, with uh, Virginia at Georgia Tech. Uh, I grabbed Virginia at the plus three. It's uh, not not the sexiest game on the slate for sure, and uh, it doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies per se to take either of these teams. So seeing them going against each other is going to be very interesting. Uh, logically, for me, I'm taking Virginia because, one, I'm going to take the points. I think this is going to be close. It's going to be disgusting. Um, I didn't have it in me to take the under. I feel like Georgia Tech's kind of starting to show a little something, but at the same time, I'm trying to trying to see if Georgia Tech's starting to become an actual football team or the teams that they've been playing are finally realizing – they're just not at the competition level that they thought they were. And by that, I mean Georgia Tech doing their impressive job of getting that win at Pitt. Uh, Pitt themselves, though, they've been just not very uncharacteristic probably since... I mean, they haven't been the same since the Tennessee game. And then at home against Duke, they won 23-20 to in overtime, which, same thing, Duke. Um, the Duke-Kansas game, I think that was when everybody was... You know, when can they come back? And they didn't do well in that, but they still played played relatively competitive. So it's one of those, like, can I trust Georgia Tech to be a favorite? And the answer is no. I can't trust either of these teams to be a favorite. So I'm always going to probably take the dog in this situation, this kind of matchup. Um, I like Virginia in the sense that I feel they have a bit more of a uh, well-rounded offense attack, lean more heavily to the pass. Um, whereas Georgia Tech kind of middle of the road on both you know both ways of that for a pass and run uh two defenses that play fairly well um and i just yeah i guess like I it's not the best one on the slate it's probably my least favorite to be touching and have an action on but um i i just can't look the way of georgia tech i could be completely wrong but i just feel like virginia is the move in this spot Oh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I didn't make a particular side in this one. Um, I was leaning the under when I was looking at this game. Um, with that uh, Virginia being uh, being four and two to the under, um, with the, with the point total in the forties while being a, a road dog, getting the one to four and a half. Uh, Georgia Tech is a home favorite. Same spread. They are uh, they're, they're eight and two to the under. So I was leaning under with this. Um, it opened up at like 45 or something like that. I think it's jumped up to 47. So a little bit of money coming in the over. It doesn't necessarily scare me that much. Both these teams are, uh, are averaging roughly about 0.2 points per play. Georgia Tech actually being below that at like a 0.193. And Virginia is at like a 0.207. And they're roughly getting off about 70 plays a game. Um, I mean, their defenses are kind of like, yeah, you, as you mentioned, they're not horrible. They're a little bit better than middle of the road, so they're not giving up, you know, many points per play as well. And, uh, man, little ACC Thursday night battle between two, 
I don't know, bottom of the barrel teams in that in that conference. It just it gives me the under. I'm not really worried about the money coming in on the over in this one. I still kind of want to play the under. I haven't made it official yet. I got my one official play for the other game. So uh, I'll see how I'm feeling before kickoff tomorrow. But I lean the under as of right now, which I believe is at 47. Yeah, I'm really happy that they uh, they put this game tomorrow and not tonight. So that way they still give us the opportunity if we can switch between different games. We don't have to be stuck in the, like, this is the only football that we're going to get. Unless, uh, you know, someone's trying to watch some Thursday night football, which we always know that's a, that's a blockbuster waiting to happen. <laughs> Who's playing Thursday night tomorrow? It's gotta be better than the last. It's gotta be better than the last two weeks, right? It's uh, oh god, I think it's, it's Washington and oh, I'm sorry, it's uh, Saints Cardinals. Okay, yeah, it'll be a better game at least. That's that's good. I can I can live, I can live with that then. Only hope. But um, so in the meantime, if y'all don't want to watch any of that Thursday night football or that Virginia Georgia Tech game. We do have this uh, Troy at South Alabama game, which should be should be pretty good. I'm hoping for a you know, kind of a, a nice football game between two teams that uh, these I mean these guys just don't fucking like each other. Not at all. No, you know, they're I I can't necessarily I don't know how far, but it's like a stone's throw away from each other. They're really not that that separated in distance within the state of Alabama, and. Um, Troy has smacked uh, USA around for a while. I think they are what the they, last four in a row they've won. No, the Troy's last four in a row. Troy has covered too. Yeah, Troy's Troy's had South Alabama's number in their most recent matches for the past four years. I was I, I saw that. I think I think this is going to be different this year. I agree. I, I agree. I very much. I think pair very well, very similar. Um, but something that's going to kind of gives me a little bit more hope is I've got more faith in South Alabama's run game. And um, I'm seeing, I got something here for you that uh, South Alabama is currently ranked seventh in the country in third down conversion rate oh, that's at 53.3. Absolutely gorgeous. And uh, Troy's defense ranks outside of the top 100 in third down conversion rate allowed. Oh, yeah. And I mean, third downs, so baby. Let's keep the ball moving. Yeah, which, you know, I'm uh, just just crazy for me that you can be that unsuccessful defensively on third down and sit here having gone on a four-game win streak against the likes of Marshall at Western Kentucky, Southern Miss, and Texas State. I I used to say Texas State with a little bit more of an attitude, but, I mean, I think those boys over there, too, they've kind of started to kind of wake up a little bit. Um, not def- Definitely not a team to be sleeping on. But ultimately, just an impressive slate to be that bad down uh, with that third down conversion. Uh, South Alabama, or you know, in their last three, uh, three and one, if you count that at UCLA, close loss, so close. And um, prior to that, they beat Central Michigan. So um, I think the South Alabama team is just, long story short, I think they've just figured it out they've, they've really got a good football squad over there and um you know as cocky as troy can probably think that they're gonna be on this uh, this rivalry uh, win streak they've got going on 
uh, you know, you're going into their house, and I, I'm definitely taking the home favorite in this situation if you're going to give me a three. Yeah, hey, hang the three up there, and let me uh, let me take South Alabama. I'm 100% with you on that. Locked in, South Alabama minus three. Um, five and zero oh against the spread as a home favorite, one to four and a half. South, and as you mentioned, they took UCLA to the wire earlier this year. Um, last week they were coming off a, a game we got off to a sluggish start against uh, Louisiana Monroe last week. But Louisiana Louisiana Monroe has a pretty pretty good offense this year. And uh, they came out in the second half and went out and scored like 17, 20 straight points. Uh, let Louisiana Monroe get back into it late, but the final score wasn't really indicative of how the second half went. Um, following up with that, so they and then the final, the week before that they struggled a little bit with uh, with Louisiana Lafayette, but I'm going back. You know those are two, you know let's call them not great schools this year, right? So Troy's coming in with like a four game win streak as you mentioned, and I mean South Alabama has stepped up when the competition has, has asked them to step up this year. We saw that when they played against UCLA. Uh, Troy, when we saw Troy struggle last week with Texas State, so Troy doesn't really. Have a really good uh, scoring offense this year, ranking around like you know uh, below average in, in points per play. South Alabama, on, on the other hand, is averaging almost a half a point per play this year. Um, Troy's defense, though, will should slow that down, kind of evens it out a little bit, but not so much. I think South Alabama is a little bit too high powered of an offense, especially when we're talking about that third down conversion rate, um, as you mentioned, and how Troy is isn't getting off the field on third down. So South look for South Alabama to control the clock, control the pace of play. And really stick it to the rival this year, and uh, and finally and finally get off this losing streak. Not only get off this losing streak, but but come out and cover. Um, and this is a pretty good South Alabama fo- football team this year too. So give me the three. Give me South Alabama minus three, and I'll, I'll, we'll we'll take that tomorrow. I'm here for it. I'm uh, like I said, I'm super excited. Really looking forward to catching this game and. Uh... I'm hoping to see, uh, hoping to see the Jags holding up the belt, man. It's it's long overdue for them. Long overdue. Um. um so let's see. So that's Thursday. So today is my Friday. I'm not happy with the push, but it definitely gets me excited. Gets me woken up and ready for the weekend. Um. Let's. What do you got going on for these two games on our real Friday? You got any action on that? On the real Friday, so I, I messaged you earlier in the week. Um, I, get, I messaged you earlier in the week, and I said I love two games Thursday, Friday. I said I love South Alabama, Troy, and I love UAB, Western Kentucky, right? And I told you I had I loved one dog and one favorite, and I had you guess, right? And obviously, I gave out the one play, and I gave out the favorite. So obviously, in the second game, I uh, it's UAB, and when when I had the number, it was plus three initially when I had messaged you. It is all the way down to plus one and a half. I still like UAB. I like UAB outright in this spot, actually. Um, Western Kentucky? Yeah, kind of uh, kind of been struggling a little bit. Coming off that bad loss to Troy, right? Coming off that bad loss to Troy. Just lost again to, to UTSA. Granted, they covered that. Um, beat Middle Tennessee last week. But didn't do it in like a necessarily dominating fashion. I mean, that's a Middle Tennessee team that defensively is is horrible. And I'll give West Carolina, uh, Western Kentucky credit. Last week, they were able to kind of like slow down that Middle Tennessee offense, which has gotten on track a little bit better. But we're talking about like you know UAB here, right? So this is a pretty prime matchup in the in the conference USA. 
UAB, Western Kentucky, and uh, loving, I was loving um, UAB plus three. Still like it at plus one and a half. Really wanted to take the money line too. So we're talking about UAB. UAB is a uh, six and one on the road as an underdog, um, getting that one to four and a half. They're six and zero oh when the total is under sixty, which is what I believe it's at here. I believe it's in the fifties, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? I don't have the number. Yeah, fifty-seven and a half. So I'm, I love that right there. Six and zero oh covering that spread there with Western Kentucky being a one and three against the spread at home as a home favorite, one to four and a half. So when I opened up at three, jumped all over the plus three, still might take a double dip on the money line play at plus one and a half, basically calling these schools even. I think UAB is a much better school, though, um, when, 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 when it's all said and done. just I just haven't liked what I've seen out of Western Kentucky this year. They don't have that high-powered passing offense that they did last year with Bailey Zappi. And their run game's kind of stagnant, hit or miss. And they kind of struggle against solid defensive teams, which UAB is. Which uh, they're only give yeah. So UAB's only given up you know point three points per play. So that's well above average this year in terms of giving up points um, per play. I agree, man. I'm with you. I, uh, I I looked into this game and yeah, you asked me the question. I didn't give you the answer. I was like, you know what? Let me let me dive into this, some of this stuff and I'll find what I like. And I was waiting until this show to kind of really get my answers. Um. I'm not messing around with the points at all. I'm taking UAB money line in this situation. Um, I agree. Western Kentucky is uh, just really not impressing me. Some might look at this Middle Tennessee game on the road, uh, take that win as like a get-right spot. I don't think that's true because Middle Tennessee has really looked anything but right since the Miami game. Um Shit, Miami went 0-3, losing to UTSA, UAB, and Western Kentucky. So, um, Tennessee got to live live in the spotlight for about a week until they got brought back down to reality. Um, but this Western Kentucky team, when I was watching them play UTSA, I mean, only put up 28 points on a UTSA defense that is just god-awful. And, I mean, I love UTSA. I love where I can get good angles on them, get good plays, but sweet Jesus, it's a bad defense, and you're telling me all you can do is get 28 points, and watching them play, it was a struggle. It was hard to watch. Um, defensively for UAB, they're 20th in red zone efficiency on defense, 15th in passing yards, um, 14th in yards per play, and the thing I like the most about this UAB team is they're ranked 9th in turnovers on defense. Um I think that's just going to spell a lot of trouble for Western Kentucky for um, their passing game. And you said it earlier, their run defense or their run offense is just uh, super hit or miss. And at times it's non existent. So if they can get that lockdown uh, secondary, which I, I believe that they definitely can, um, Make them one-dimensional. UAB's gonna—they're gonna lock this up. It's gonna be an ugly, ugly game for Western Kentucky. Um, I, I anticipate to to be early and often with these Blazers, and um, confidently taking that money line. Yeah, very. I feel very confident with that. Um, especially like I said, like you said. I mean, losing, losing to Troy, losing to UTSA. 
Um, not really being able to, you know, yeah, we're talking about, I mean, they only gave up 31 points to a, a rather high-powered UTSA offense, which is pretty good, right? Like, it's not horrible, but they're only able to put up 28. I mean, this is UTSA who lets people pretty much march up and down the field on them, and UAB is not going to really allow that. I like UAB to come in fired up. This is a big conference game. We were talking for the push. You're starting to get in that push for conference titles now, right? You're trying to get the bowl eligibility. This is a pretty big spot for both these teams. And uh, just like I said, I think UAB is a better team this year. And um, yeah, give me the took the plus three. Give me the money line on top now. I'm loving it. I'm all here for it. Um... Second game of Friday is Temple Tulsa American Athletic Conference. Tulsa on the road to Temple as a 13, 13 and a half point favorite. Total at 52 and a half. Was there anything you had in the second game? Uh, absolutely not. I can't, uh, in good conscience, take Tulsa with this big of a road favorite. Um, while simultaneously, I mean, Temple is Temple, so they're not going to are going to give me the warm and fuzzies on what they're going to do necessarily. Um the only lean I have in this is the over. I can't. Let's see what the number sitting at. 52 and a half. And Tulsa gave it 55 to Navy. Tulsa can move the ball, but Tulsa's also given up over half a point per play on defense. And, I mean, Temple's offense isn't good, but, like, that's going to even. Like, Temple's offense is only scoring on, like, I don't know. It was, like, 0.19, point of their, like 1, 0.19 points per play this season. So we're talking about a team giving up about half, over half a point per play in Tulsa. That's going to even out a little bit. I think Temple can put up points, but yeah, not enough points to cover the 13 at home. I don't know. Tulsa can really move the ball, and Temple is a very bad team. So the only thing I can see this doing is over. I don't know. That's my only. That's my lean in it. But I can't. I can't in good faith or good confidence give that out as an official play. Yep. No, I'm. I'm looking at. It and I'm trying to. Kind of squeak a little bit of an angle or something. I want nothing to do with this game. I don't either. I'm so excited about the UAB Western Kentucky game. I really don't care much about this Tulsa Temple game, um, to be honest. But yeah, if you if you have you know if you wanted to look into it yourself at all, my lean is the over fifty two and a half. That's about all I want to say on that. So let's move on to Saturday. Good, a good, solid Saturday morning. We got some good games. We got Kansas, Baylor, Syracuse, Clemson, Cincy, SMU. Um, we got Houston, Navy, Iowa, Ohio State, Duke, Miami, Florida. So there's some pretty solid games that kick off the Saturday morning. Anyone's, uh, anyone's catching your eye? Um, I'm, I'm just gonna do how we've been doing it, man. I'm gonna go from the, from the moment I wake up. The moment I get a drink in my hand to the moment that uh finally chill and relax and look at all my money coming in. So I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with my, my opening game and I was man, I was putzing around on this one for a while. I just I couldn't pull a trigger on it and I finally finally did it, I finally locked it in. But um all whatever you want bit of match and maybe a little bit of a degenerate special depending on uh, your thoughts on this but uh, I'm with Akron at Kent State I took the under 68 and a half in that game okay 
don't uh, this game as well. You know, we're getting into the rivalry of uh, of college football, and um, I don't know what the heck these guys play for. I can't imagine what the is it the golden flashes and the zips. I mean, they might be they playing for the battery or something. I don't freaking know. <laughs> but um, I can't I can't see this number getting there. Um, I think Akron. No, I was leaning towards taking Akron uh, with the points with the eighteen and a half, um, and then kind of looked at it and sort of similar to the Troy USA thing, except uh, USA, like we said, is is coming up and proving themselves to be a solid program. Uh, States just had their way with Akron lately, uh, thirty eight to nothing, sixty nine, thirty five, twenty six to three. Um, Akron hasn't won in this game since 2018, a 24-23 win, and a 24-14 win the year prior. So, um, I just don't, uh, I don't see Kent State necessarily putting up, I see this more of, of a lopsided win for Kent State, but not enough to get over the total. And um, I see a lot of probably failed attempts from Akron. Um, they're really bad on third down conversions. Uh, they're outside the top 100. Um, not, to, not necessarily great, even in rushing. It's, it just kind of screams ugliness. But Kent also looks bad. They're 109th in passing yards allowed. Um, 120th in yards per play. They're 118th in turnovers, so they're not trying to get the ball back or nothing like that. So, a bad offense against a really bad defense in Kent State. That's why I might come back to the side. But, um, see, I see enough to where Kent State's probably not going to, they're not going to play their best ball on the defensive side, but they're at least going to get what they need to to stop. Um, you know, either cause a field goal or at least get the, um, get the punt, get the ball back, and uh, what they do on offense and just kind of kill a little bit of clock. Um, that's the only way I can look in this game, but I like I like that to start my day. Uh, that's not bad. I like it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, but Akron put up 21 last week against Central Michigan, uh, Kent State. We got off to a nice lead against Toledo last week, but ended up giving up just – a boatload of points on top of that, but let's be honest, Akron isn't anywhere close to being uh, to being what Toledo is. This thing kind of like, in order for it to get the 68, I feel like Kent State's going to have to drop like a 50-piece on Akron. Not exactly sure I see that happening. You know, it's uh, like I said, it's a, it's an ugly, ugly matchup. The worst thing I've seen. Um... I had to look it up just because when we get into these uh, rivalry games, I always get so curious on what they actually are fighting for. So I guess the trophy between um, Kent State and Akron is the wagon wheel. The wagon wheel, huh? Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's got a reason, but uh, it's going to be a very boring way to start the day, I hope. I hope I wake up because, uh, you know, the game starts for me at 9 a.m., I hope I'm I'm getting ready. I'm having my breakfast, and I'm already at, at half. We're looking at like a, I don't know, 
I'm hoping to add to your boredom because I'm going to give out you a play here. I got Syracuse going on the road to Clemson. Uh, total at 50. Total was at 51.5 and, and I grabbed it. Grabbed the under 51.5. Let's still take the under 50 with, uh, with Syracuse and Clemson, right? So Clemson is 6 and 0 to the under when it was a home favorite, 10.5 to 14. Um, and this is Syracuse's second road game of the year. Syracuse also 3-1 and one to the under as a road dog, getting 10-14. So Syracuse's second road game of the year. The first road game was at UConn. They've had a like a very favorable home schedule. So they're going to be in the – Clemson's coming off a pretty big win at Florida State where there was a decent amount of points scored. It's like, what, 62 total. And uh, Syracuse just got out of a dogfight with uh, NC State at home. So they're going to be heading on the road here. Um, hey, Syracuse undefeated, man. This is, this is going to be – this could be a deciding factor in who in who wins the ACC this year, right? And Clemson's going to need this if they want to keep their college football, football playoff hopes alive. So this is one of those games where I think Clemson's defense is going to completely dominate. And, I mean, like I said, Syracuse's first game on the road and their only other road game this year was against UConn. So this is their first true road environment test here. And that place is going to be rocking, Right, I mean, we're, talk- we're going to be that place is going to be absolutely rocking at Death Valley, so I don't see the Syracuse offense getting off to a hot start at all, and I still don't, you know, love this Clemson offense that much. They're kind of inconsistent. They drop, they can drop like a thirty piece on Florida State. They put up like thirty on on NC State. Good defenses like that. But then they only dropped 31 on a Boston College at home, right? So it's like, I mean, they can show up in spurts. But like I said, I mean, you got to give Syracuse some sort of regard. They only, I don't think they gave up a touchdown last week to NC State. They were able to hold them to, I believe it was like six points or something like that at home. Nine, nine points. Yeah, so three field goals. So Syracuse defense is pretty decent. And the Syracuse defense, I think, knows going into this game that, well, they're going to have to step up pretty big because this offense isn't going to get going right away. Like I said, Death Valley is going to be rocking. Rocking and rolling. It's, it's, it's going to be 12 p.m. Eastern time, so it's going to be get noon over there. So we're ready to go and uh, see a little bit of some penalties and some ugly some ugly football in the first half. I'm just hoping to, to avoid like a late backdoor, you know, over on that type of deal. I just don't see this game getting over the 50 mark. So, uh, yeah, under 50, Clemson-Syracuse. You know what? I um, was definitely on the fence with this game. I was looking at it as, you know, it's something to see a lot of of action on Clemson. I know that, uh, you know, it was kind of misleading with how – close with Florida State in there at the end. But um I I gotta go with Clemson. I'm taking the points with them. I wish I could get fourteen like anybody would in this situation. Uh, I might double down on it too if I wake up and I see that uh, Clemson's kinda getting some, some movement on them. Because if they if Clemson somehow scores early and I get a a better line anywhere up in closer to twenty, I'm all over it. Because I see this being the same deal. Um, I know that Clemson's at home, but when you you know you're held to no points, no score in the third, and then in the fourth, 
I'm sorry. They held Florida State to no points, but he get held to no points in the fourth. Florida State comes back and hits you in the mouth, and they score two touchdowns. I mean, but they ended up only losing by six at that point. So this Clemson team, I chalk it up to the same thing. I mean, these ACC schools are slowly, some of them are slowly getting back into it. They're finally, you know, making their mark. And um, they're not going to quit. There's no no quit in this Syracuse team. And when you're going to give me these many points as a dog to an undefeated Orange team, maybe I'm a fool. But damn it, I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I, yeah, I couldn't get on a side. I just, I just feel um, like, I feel like if, it's a screaming uh, under. That backdoor cover comes, like you said, like going to be Syracuse trying to get down the field quick, fast, and in a hurry, and Clemson's tripping over themselves to uh, very much so recover and play defense. Very much so. I think this is going to be like a nice little low-scoring affair, something like 24-16, something like that. 24-13, I don't know. Um, and the only other game I have in the early morning that I was looking at, um, man, I think I just want to continue on fading certain teams this year, and Miami-Florida is another one. Um, I like Duke plus 9.5. I also like the under 58. I until Miami Florida shows me something. Duke's coming off a very, very ugly blown blown game last week against UNC. Um, so they're gonna head on the road to this Miami Florida. Th- I just, Paul, you gotta give me something, man. Why is Miami Florida favored by nine and a half? Yeah, I can tell you, man. Um, I really truly cannot tell you. I I don't know if there's something going on with Duke or. What honestly, it's really they're trying to say that Miami's offense is going to actually get them this win, or do they think their defense is going to manage to get some turnovers and some action here? Because um, neither of them am I am I buying that? But, but like you said, that line with where it's sitting, the you know Vegas. I think Vegas just knows something that I don't, which has me very far off of this game. Yeah. I don't know. I like Duke plus nine and a half, man. Uh, they're two and zero to the to the spread and two and zero to the under when it's in the when it's in the fifties. Miami, Florida's zero and three against the spread as a home favorite with this number, and they're uh, they're two two zero and one to the under. Um, so I, I like I said, I like Duke plus nine and a half. I like the under fifty eight. Until Miami, Florida proves me otherwise, and uh, if they do this week, then tip my cap. But until that point in time, I gotta I gotta continue fading certain teams. Notre Dame being one, Miami Florida beat another. No kidding. Um, what is it? Miami's one in five as a favorite this season. That's insane. Yep. That's insane. And you couldn't even. And they gave them. They were giving them a nine. They were a nine point favorite at Virginia Tech. Yep. Again, Virginia Tech's not an easy place to play at times. I don't know what time of day it was, and I could really care less. If West Virginia showed us anything. Virginia Tech offense is so goddamn awful. Um, you only win by six. I mean, come on. I think this is a nine because they're anticipating this to be a game of kickers, and we've already seen from the Texas A&M game, you know, Miami's kicker can get after it a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Might be joining you on that plus uh, plus the point side. Look into it a little bit, and um, 
it'll be on my action app. Yeah, I think maybe the anticipation I'm seeing here is there's a anticipating ten mile an hour winds. Maybe that's it. Maybe they think that's gonna put a put a crutch on Duke, but even even then, you're still gonna have uh, what's Duke's quarterback Leonard. You gotta worry about him on the ground as much as when he's gonna hand the ball off for any other his running backs. It's <coughs> yeah, the wind doesn't bother him much with Duke. Uh, but being windy, I, uh, that, I like that the under even more. Which to me is never a home game for Miami. Mm. You're gonna see a lot of Duke basketball jerseys in the stands. Beautiful, even spells better for the under as well. Absolutely. So let's see. Uh, where are we at in this time slot right now? Who else am I looking at? Well, let's just keep running down the line. We got uh, Central Michigan showing their faces again this week. And I think I may have very well been betting on every Central Central Michigan game this season, if I'm not mistaken. I think you might. I think I, I, think I might have... Uh, Bet everything. Gosh, yeah, I think. But regardless, I'm going back to the well and it's starting to feel a little bit more of a uh, a square bet. But I'm taking the under. I'm on the under. I grabbed it at when I did it. I got the under 15 and a half. And um, verify if it's moved on this since then. I got 50 right now. I uh, see uh, DraftKings has it at 51. So, I mean, still dancing around it. And uh, I'm, I'm still looking at it the same way as I've always looked at it. You know, Central Michigan just cannot, as much hype as I gave this team going into it, and I get right. Just get out. Can't no, they do can't. Um, defensively, they've still stood strong fairly well. Uh, Bowling Green... The numbers, I kind of have a hard time checking some of that out. Um, with you know, the Mississippi State game, Marshall, Buffalo, it's tough. But um, I mean, Bowling Green to me just seems like your average high school in Central Michigan is playing like very average max school. Uh, they're anticipating 13 mile an hour wins. So that's going to definitely uh, feed into Central Michigan's favor with the run. But I just uh, don't necessarily see a whole lot of success on either side of these uh, these teams. So I think the defenses are going to get enough. Uh, Bowling Green is probably going to get a few stops, nothing too crazy. They'll probably contain. Um, but Central Michigan, I see, is going to be just very devoted to the run, and that's just going to burn clock. So... Can only look the under. Yeah, and uh, you know what? They're setting this one, like I said, at the 50-51 mark. I think the books are starting to catch up to, to the essential Michigan unders that that we've been cashing on. Um, God, I don't... They're still floating around the 6.5 with it, too. But I just feel like this is one that Central Michigan should cover. But, yeah, I can't, I can't get behind a Central Michigan cover as a favorite right now until they show it, so... I'm going to have to jump on the under with you and uh, and just call it a day from there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, at this point, it's paid paid me uh, time and time again. So, uh, 
until they tell me to stop doing it, I ain't gonna stop. I agree. I agree. Let's move on to. Uh, would you have any more in the morning ones? Um, I've got the. Um, I gotta play on the NIU Ohio game. I know you can't get involved in that, but give it uh, out. I all over the. I'm all over the over. Much as we don't like to do it or say it, uh, I'm taking the over, and it's. Over 65, um, pretty high total to be kind of dancing with, but um, to anticipate that Lombardi is going to be playing, and to me that just spells points, spells points for NIU, and we already know that Ohio offensively, like that's where their their bread and butter is, they're a team that they know walking into it, I know their coordinators got to be talking to them saying, hey, the way we're winning this, you got to outscore them. Don't worry about them getting stopped. You worry about when the ball's in your hand, you just score more than they do. Um, I couldn't necessarily go with a side because with Lombardi being back, uh still makes me nervous. He looked good in their last game. Uh, what was it? Uh, Eastern Michigan. He rushed, he rushed for... It was like 60 yards or something like that. So, I mean, he's obviously healthy enough and confident enough that he's going to tuck it and run. Um, and I trust that that's going to keep it moving and that's going to get points. And I was going to make it a two-unit play. Um, there's a very good chance that I might wait until the game actually kicks off, see how it goes, and if it's kind of a, a sluggish start, I might another live over and um yeah see what comes from that but i like the over in this game i think these are two teams that um are just going to give up the opportunities for the other one to score so that's you know what um any non-illinois residents take the over totally agree with all your points (laughs) just can't i personally can't make the play so uh yeah i can't really give any more what did I say? Like insight into that, unfortunately, because I don't have the privilege to bet on Illinois schools. Even though Fighting Illini spreads and unders are just absolutely golden this year. Uh, you got anything going on around now that we're getting to the to the afternoon slot, the one to two o'clock Central Time? I do, I do. I'm staying in the MAC actually. Um, give me a. God, Paul, give me Eastern Michigan plus two and a half at Ball State. I it's all yours. I ain't touching it. <laughs> I, I like this Eastern Michigan. They they've played better on the road this year, right? Like offensively, defensively, both sides. I mean, they're averaging like a full tenth of a point higher, like on a points per play basis on the road than they are at home. They're only ever, they're only getting like. Point three five one points at per play at home, while they're getting like point four three points per play on the road. So they're playing much better on the road. This is a team, Eastern Michigan team that went to Arizona State, beat Arizona State, right? Went to Western Michigan on the road as a very short dog, dominated Western Michigan, then also came home and like lost to to NAU, right? Came home and got the brakes blown out by uh, by Buffalo. But this is also an Eastern Michigan team that hasn't lost in back to back games this year. 
So they're coming off a loss against NIU, looking for a little bounce back spot. Granted, I mean, that I'm giving this play out, I also have to mention this is another game where like Ball State's kind of controlled this in the past four years, and they've won three or four straight um, in, in, this, in this little matching rivalry. But I don't seem overly impressed with Ball State. Yes, they've won three in a row, like in the series and like overall this year. Um, their most impressive win was like a comfort by hand win against uh, Northern, um, which was kind of like a fluky one, I thought. Like Northern, Northern just kind of gave that game away. Um, and they had an ugly win at Central Michigan, but we said like Central Michigan is like favorites this year, just haven't been very pretty. But they struggled last week with, with UConn, and that's where I want to really speak about too. I mean, it's a, it's a bad UConn team. And if you're going to struggle with UConn team, I think Eastern Michigan, this Eastern Michigan team came in and like in, and went to Western Michigan, blew them out by about 20. They went to Arizona State and like dominated Arizona State, which was, you know, as a, which was a power five school. This Eastern Michigan team, like I said, they just played better on the road this year. I will, I will gladly take uh, the plus two and a half. Um, I don't trust Ball State's other team. I don't trust necessarily as a favorite. And... So give me the plus two and a half, and uh, I'll be happy with that. I'll, um, I'll keep an eye on the live line with this game for me personally. Uh, I know a lot of times when people check these games and they check their previous games, they want to just compare, just, compo- uh, just compare opponents. Both of them played at NIU. At the same time, they both played a completely different NIU squad. So Ball State, you went in knowing that you had the backup quarterback in there, and you had that whole situation. You knew he was what was coming, and played time with Pratt, and you still gave him thirty-eight points. Eastern Michigan, now granted, you only put up ten yourself. You gave him thirty-nine, but then again, Lombardi's back, so you know that kind of even to me, like I didn't have any action on that game because I didn't know what the the injury situation was for him. And uh, even if he was uh, a go for the game, I didn't know how comfortable he was going to be. I stayed off of it. I didn't have much of an interest. And I think that might have played into it. Eastern Michigan might have just got caught by surprise. And um, that kind of just led to disaster with Barty being back. And I'd imagine I didn't, like I said, didn't watch the game. Uh, You know, when your quarterback's back and he's feeling himself and he's doing good, I mean, just let him sling it. So I think... I think that loss might have skewed this number a little bit. Um, I would have been interested to see if Eastern Michigan actually kept it close, what this would be, but I think we're sitting with what we got at the plus two and a half. Um, back to what I would do for live. Once again, kind of see some action. Um, I would jump on Eastern Michigan. if I I got to get it over the three. Like I, I just don't like two and a half. That's just how I am. And... Um, I see how that game plays out. I might might turn it on. Uh, I might not because I'll be busy watching the uh, the NIU Ohio game. Yeah, very fair. Um, well, once just another little note: Ball State home favorite, one to four and a half. They're uh, three and eight against the spread. Um, Eastern Michigan is lit- literally reverse as a road dog. They're eight and three against the spread with that in that same spread range. So. I like the numbers to kind of back me up a little bit. It's like, like I said, I like the way Eastern Michigan plays on the road. So, yeah, I'll take the plus two and a half, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. Probably one of my, my, one of my more riskier plays of the weekend, I would say. It's definitely an interesting play. I mean, any, anytime you get involved in a game with a spread like that, uh, when you don't get the three, 
It's gonna be interesting, man. Dogs gotta eat, That's baby. Dogs. To dogs gotta eat. <laughs> Well, speaking of dogs, we're going to move down this time slot. Not too far, though. Uh, I'm taking another dog. I'm taking the Mountaineers. Seven. On the road against Texas Tech. And I don't think I have ever comfortably taken a West Virginia game. The only time I was comfortable was probably Virginia Tech. That's about it. And... I jumped on uh, West Virginia uh, live against Baylor, but that was towards that was in like the fourth quarter towards the end there. So, but uh, I went with it because once again I was telling you we were talking before the we started this. Uh, the whole state of Texas is having some crazy expected winds. I mean, this year it says it's almost twenty miles an hour, and uh, not doesn't set up well for JT Daniels. But um, I think this this West Virginia team, this rushing attack is is good enough to give Texas Tech problems and to control the game enough to keep it within, if not win outright in this situation. Uh, I think Texas Tech, in my mind, is kind of a... Uh, you know, they, they, they play to their level of competition, you know, the whole Texas thing, how they were going for it. I think they, they lead the down attempts, which... Last year, they were second in fourth down attempts in the conference. So, I mean, they're always going to go for it, but there's a little extra push when you're playing Texas. <clears throat> Ranked Kansas State. A top 10 OK State. You come up short in those situations. Um, you know, covered two out of those three. Well, one was an outright win. But, uh, you know, now you're the favorite. Now you're minus seven. Can you do it? Can you get up and can you get that far enough up? Um, West Virginia also just had a really good game. It was at home, but that really good game at what used to be thought of as a very good Baylor defense, but now it's a little bit, uh, you know, people are like, what is, what's going on with Baylor's defense? They're, look, they're not looking like themselves. You know, is it Baylor's falling apart or West Virginia just had their way and had them confused about themselves? Um, Grand, don't know how much passing we're going to be able to see in this. But um, yeah, I just I can't can't look away from taking the Mountaineers plus seven in the spot. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't. I actually don't have a play in this. Um, just wanted to do that. Just want a little payback to you for, for how you did that to me last week. But oh god, yeah. I I was looking in this game. I can't. I can't take West Virginia. I just can't do it. Only the only play I can make if I want to make a play is going to be Texas Tech. I, I Texas Tech had like a very like ridiculously strong schedule for like a five week period, and they like consistently were at least giving themselves fighting chances and then just shooting themselves in the foot. West Virginia's defense is absolutely horrible. And I think Texas Tech's defense is actually, like, has been, like we said, is Baylor falling apart or is West Virginia figured it out? And I think Baylor's just kind of falling apart, personally. And I think, like, Texas Tech is kind of a, not, like, 
you know, a great defense necessarily, but they've had, you know, a better a better defense this year than years past. I don't know, man. I can't I can't make it. I can't make it. I want I want to do an official showdown with you, and I just and I want it to be this play, but I can't in good faith actually do it because like you're right. It's 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 such a big it's a big number. Can you cover the seven? I don't know if they can cover the seven. If they had it like yeah, a, if they had it like if they had it like four and a half or five, I think I'd be all over it. And like I just can't. I don't know. Like, as of right now, I can't officially make it a make it an official showdown. Maybe I'll tweet out an official showdown or something like that if I get if I get more confidence built in in it. But as for right now, um, I can't. I'm gonna wish you best of luck on the play, and uh, and we'll see how how I'm feeling. Um, I'm come kickoff time. I, I gotta look in a little bit more more statistical or stats on it, but I'm gonna give you the best of luck on that one, Paul. Yeah, um, like you said though, um, you know they've had a bad. They've been running the gauntlet. Yeah, their last five games have been against uh, top twenty-five teams, and uh, you know it's one of those situations of you've been just getting this shit beat out of you having to constantly come out and play your best you know best football um and now you're coming across this west virginia team are they going to take it too lightly thinking oh we can finally take a breather but west virginia their defense might not be too great but um again i think their their offense will do enough uh, to keep it close and um you know they're they're 34th in rushing right now Texas Tech's in 70th for uh, rushing defense. Outside of the t- outside of the 100 for red zone efficiency, while West Virginia's 14th. It's just another one of those things. It's going to come down to who can get stops. I don't know if West Virginia can get enough. Um, I'm, I'm just going with the offense. I'm going with the offense that got me here. And uh, I'm glad I got it at the 7 before it went down to the 6.5. Uh, yeah, no, that's, I, I much prefer, if it, if you're going to be getting the points, you're definitely going to be wanting to get the most points as you possibly can by grabbing the early line, and then I think that hook is, uh, is, would, would be very, uh, very beneficial to you in that spot right there. Um, yeah, I don't know yet, I just, I don't know what I, what I want to do with that game yet, so I'm going to move down this list, I'm going to go a little bit into, um, Man, I don't know which one, uh, which game do I want to give out. Do you have another game? I, I want I want to decide which other game I want to give out. Do you have another one you want to talk about? Um, yeah, it's um one that I'm gonna be watching. By the way, for this weekend, um, I will be back in Vegas. I'm gonna be out there for a wedding. And uh, during Saturday, it's, the wedding is Sunday, Saturday, and then the wife is doing all the all the bridal party stuff on Saturday. So I'm going to be chilling. And a friend of ours from Memphis is coming to hang out. So we're going to be watching this Memphis Tulane game. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be cheering and hooting and hollering for Go Tigers, but I have a Tulane ticket in my pocket. Um, I can't, I can't back this Memphis squad um, with how poorly they've been playing. Um, shouldn't even necessarily, maybe how poorly they're playing is uh, a little too harsh, but it's just 
they haven't given me any type of warm and fuzzies that they are capable of finishing a game. You've, you've got two back-to-back tough losses. That Houston game um, was on the over. I, I kind of packed it up, and I was like, screw it. But, it's you know, it's football. I'll watch it and see how this goes. Um, good God, Houston coming back to win that game was unreal. I mean, Memphis just looked lost. So lost. And uh, this ECU game, I didn't get to watch it on TV. But, I mean, just if you look at everything that was going on in the game on, uh, on paper, same thing. See, like, just had a – I think they had, like, a three-score lead. And um, – out and you end up losing 47-45 and as much as what was it I think uh, what was it just that Southern Miss Tulane that what, bit me they they just for whatever reason just could not figure out Southern Miss um, Tulane's been hot love I love the chances when I get to take them and uh, I think this is a great spot to jump on it at home um, you know with a team that seems to kind of I'm familiar with who they are right now as a squad. And uh, that just, to me, I smell success. Like I said, go Tigers. But, uh, you know, Green Wave's paying for the drinks in Vegas. So Green Wave has just been a consistently cash cow. You know that. We, we both know that. So, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to <laughs> take into lane. Um, I can't, yeah. I mean, like in Memphis last week against Eastern Carolina even, um, and they pretty much could have put that game away, and then just and just and let it slip up again, and, and end up losing in a double or triple overtime. So they can't close the door, to say the least. And uh, yeah, this Tulane team—I remember last year with them—they um, they were losing a lot of games, and they're losing a lot of close games. But they also had a very young team last year, and this year you saw, you're seeing the growth with a bunch of their underclassmen uh, moving up after with a year of experience. And it turned out to be a pretty damn good team this year so far, so I'm pretty uh, pretty excited to continue to watch this Tulane team play. So I'll, go, I'll take some Tulane action with you. And I did find my next play. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I was it was it was coin flipping. I didn't know if I wanted to go the Ole Miss LSU route or if I wanted to go Liberty BYU. And I, you know what, man. Well, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, Liberty plus seven at home against BYU. Right, this is, I mean, oh, man, have you seen BYU play the last two weeks? Bad football. It's been tough. It's been bad. They just gave up, like, a, gave up a 50-burger at home to Arkansas. Now they got to go on the road against Liberty. Liberty's like 6-1 and one on, the, on, the, on the season this year, and they're, you know, pretty good. And they have a couple of good wins in their own right. They took Wake Forest to the wire. They lost that game by one. Um, so very close to being 7-0, and right? Um, beat a pretty good UAB team at home. BYU is coming off, you know, back-to-back L's against, uh, on the road against Notre Dame, where they pretty much had it. They could have, you know, came back and, 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 and at least made it come down to a two-point conversion and shot themselves in the foot with some, with some turnovers. And then last week, they just could not stop Arkansas to save their life. I mean, that defense got ran through like it was nothing. This... You know BYU kind of in the same boat as uh as like Baylor, um. So ba- Baylor, Baylor's Baylor BYU's defenses, both of them are supposed to be like you know above above middle of the pack defenses this year. And how you ask like is Baylor just falling off? Yeah, I think Baylor has fallen off. But you know what? I also think BYU has also fallen off as well. Um, 
and their defense, you know, as we, as we saw it last week, and this was a, you know, they got they struggled against the run, right? And, and just some quick passes. A Liberty team that's averaging close to 200 yard game, 200 yards per game on the ground themselves, and they're going to be going there. And I'm getting a touchdown at home against with Liberty, who is three and zero against the spread, as a home dog, getting five to seven. Whereas you know, uh, BYU is a uh, is is zero and two against the spread, and that's that. Liberty also only given up less than 0.2 points per play at home this year. So their defense is very stout at home. And uh, Baylor on the road, their defense struggles. Or not Baylor, sorry, BYU. BYU on the road defense struggles way worse than at home. And they looked horrendous at home last week. And their defense actually gives up close to half a point per play on the road. So i got to take the touchdown. Um, I'll give you the plus seven with Liberty, and uh, I'll, I'll gladly sit there and uh, watch the Liberty Flames possibly win this game outright, to be, to be honest, too. You know what, man? I was listening to you, and, and i gotta, I got to jump on with you. i got to take Liberty. I can't uh, I can't have any good faith in this BYU squad either. they got to prove me something. And you're going on the road to a 6-1 and one Liberty team that uh, – it's going to be bumping. It's absolutely going to be just out of their minds. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see if BYU's defense even gets off the plane. They might stay on. They, honest to God, they might They might stay on the plane. Right, don't worry, about it, guys. We'll keep it warm for you. Yeah, I'm going I'm to join you with that one, man. I like that. Beautiful. I like the look. I like the... Uh, Let's do it. Talk up for it. I'm all here for that. Let's get it done, baby. And then, what else would I like to throw out there? <clears throat> I'm going to be going with the under 66. If I'm not mistaken, I think it has actually gone up in the um, LSU miss. Beautiful. Yeah, That's That was my other... <laughs> that was my other play I wanted to give out to was the under, so I'm so happy you're doing that. It's the under uh, this Old Miss team that we've. I mean, by now, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're watching. Uh, this Old Miss team is definitely trying to get more um, committed to the run, and LSU is is no different. You know, they're both going to try and get movement on the ground with this, and um, see a lot of dead clock, and simultaneously, Old Miss their defense has also been very good. They're not. Uh, they're not. They're pretty stingy. Uh, LSU also being the same. I just, I can't see it getting to 66. Um, it's And it's funny to have to, when you see Ole Miss, that you have to, to shift the gears in your head, and you're just like, now remember, this isn't like it's been in the past where it's just dead over all the time. Um, I, th- I think this LSU squad, especially at home, um, I think they're going to contain, and they'll keep it... Uh, We'll keep an eye on this number, and it, the fact that it's going up, I might grab it again if it gets higher, but um, I'm still comfortable with my 66, and looking to cash, looking to cash easily. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I had that marked down as well as the under. Um, I think this is a little bit kind of, uh, I think it's gone up a little bit based on the results from the weekend. So Ole Miss started the year like five straight unders and have gone over in a couple weeks in a row. And, uh I think they just kind of like let Auburn stick around last week at home. They just didn't put the game away. They're a little, a little lackadaisical with it. Um, 
So, but other, I mean, outside of that game, like that defense is outside of like, the week before two with Vandy. So, like two weeks in a row. But those were two, you know, bottom of the barrel SEC schools this year, right? So that kind of like that kind of said to me was, is Ole Miss really getting up for these schools? And it doesn't seem so. But then you go back and look at like the Kentucky game, for instance, right? That defense got up for Kentucky. And they got after it, you know, causing turnovers in the red zone, uh, turnover on downs. And this is like, you know, an LSU team coming off a big win at Florida, um, now, now coming home. Yeah, definitely agree with you seeing a defensive battle. I, uh, I like the under myself as well. I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. Um, let me see. I think I may only have one more game left. And, uh, it for last because it's always a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but uh, I'm I'm taking Texas at six and a half uh, at Oklahoma State. Same, same thing. Uh, that area is expected to have some bad wind. And uh, even with, with or without that, I still end up taking it because... Uh, I just have more trust in this Texas run game. They've come out and pop you in the mouth relatively early. And um, it's the Oklahoma State. I'm not 100% sure that they that they scare me. You know? I'm, not th- I'm not thinking that they're... Uh, I mean, shoot, their defense as well. Let's get that. They're... They're 125th in passing yards on defense. That's a bad day. Now, mind you, if there's going to be enough passing going on, but, um, yeah, it's expected to be, like, over 20 miles an hour. But who the hell knows, man? It's freaking Wednesday. How are you going to tell me how windy it's going to be on Saturday? <laughs> who? How dare you? How dare you have the audacity to tell us how windy it's going to be? You tell me how windy it's going to be on a Saturday afternoon, but you can't give me a flying car? What the hell is this? This stuff? is crap. But um, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not getting really too far into it because once again, I'm not too proud of the play itself. But uh, yeah, Texas six and a half, I like it. Um, these guys have started to kind of come into form a little bit. Um, I can't can't really go much further than that, I suppose. Um. Kind of bet it, and I'm just, I'm just gonna look away. I might pull. I might, you know what, Paul? I, uh, ooh, you're gonna really force my hand, man. That might be the one where I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do the showdown with you. I might have to. I, 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 Oklahoma State's been been good to me this year. Um, but I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna let you have your moment right now. I'm gonna let you just sulk in the fact that you're betting Texas again this year. I'm gonna let you live with that. And I'm going to remind you that Oklahoma State's coming off a very bad loss at TCU. They're coming home, and they get to play Texas again before they leave to the SEC. And do you think Oklahoma State wants to let Texas win before they go to the SEC? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I think if this number had sat at seven, I would probably have stayed off of it. But you know, you're going to give me the six and a half. I think that's that's a good spot for me. All right. Texas has been like I good. Said, they're gonna, gonna have to show me something. I think every it seems like everybody's on Oklahoma State. Yeah. Here we are sitting with the six and a half. Yeah. So I don't I don't have a play in that one necessarily, but uh, I will give out my last play then with you, 
And then as we always do, follow Paul's action app and then uh, just the, the Twitter page as well, Bet BT Sports for more plays. Paul, my last play, I'm staying in the Big 12 with you, man. Um, going to be uh, being in Texas. He talked about this a lot, windy conditions. Um, talking TCU, Kansas State. You got to give me K-State plus three and a half in this spot right here. You just got to do it. This is one where I love having this hook. I love having this three and a half hook. You said windy game. Uh, K-State's averaging about 234 on the ground, right? TCU's giving up about a buck fifty on the ground. So K-State's a little bit better of a running team, and they're also better against the run. Also, Kansas State's quarterback, Nebraska transfer, Adrian Martinez, has yet to throw an interception this year. As, as I don't know if you knew that about playing with Kansas State. So we're talking about like windy conditions here. Um, yeah, uh, not turning the ball over is going to be play a huge factor in this. Massive factor. Give me the quarterback who hasn't turned it over versus, uh, you know, the TCU kid. What's his name? Max uh, Duggar, right? Who looked to be... Yeah. yeah, he was struggling last week against Oklahoma State. They had the backup warming up. The backup was, like, chin-strapped up, ready to go for the, like, the entire second half. I mean, that offense wasn't putting anything up until Oklahoma State went to a prevent defense, which I think Kansas State won't do. Oklahoma State goes to this prevent defense and gives it all up, but... Before I mean, up to that point, like TCU's offense couldn't do a damn thing. They couldn't have like they had horrible red zone efficiency. weren't able to score touchdowns. They're kicking a lot of settling for a lot of field goals. Um, I think this is going to be a type of a little bit low scoring one affair too. Totals only set in the fifties. I think the K State's going to try to control the game on the ground, which I believe they can do, and also not turn the ball over, which they've seemed to do very well this year, and and causing turnovers, which they've also done very well this year as well. Um, yeah, man, I'm still not completely sold on this TCU team this year. Undefeated, I get it. But uh, last week's game against Oklahoma State, I saw a lot of weaknesses in this in this TCU game. I think Kansas State saw the same thing, and they're looking to go in there and expose them. K-State plus three and a half, baby. Five and one against the spread. The totals in the 50s is a road dog. Yes, sir. Let's jump on it right here right now. Yeah, a lot of dogs this week, I think, man. I got dogs barking left and right all over this page. Dogs got, I mean, I got favorites playing, too. I gave up, gave up. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, give me the Wildcats, baby. I love it all day. Let's get after it. And um, as for right now, that's all I've got to put out tonight. Beautiful. Yeah, so... uh Till next time, guys, this is Stuart and uh, my, my man, the man, myth, legend, Mr. Paul Sparts over there. Thank you for joining us here at uh, BetBT. He presents the Week 8 College Football Show. So until next time, guys, best of luck with all your plays, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you soon.